Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ball Out Sports. I'm Nick. Hope you all had a good Sunday watching football. I know I did. I did. It was a big week. Um, a lot of upsets, a lot of good wins, a lot of bad wins. Today, we're going to be doing a, a week three review from what we saw on Thursday, what we saw yesterday. And then we're going to preview tonight's game between the Cowboys and Eagles. AJ, what have you? What do you think about week three? Uh, I thought it was very interesting week three. A lot of, uh, I would say, underdogs. There's a lot of interesting games. No, really, straight-up teams won. Very back-and-forth games. Weird things happening in these games. Unexpected things happening this weekend. Uh, I thought it was fun. I think it was a lot of fun. So the weekend's not over yet. Monday night, which is tonight. Eagles-Cowboys still has to happen. But I'm very excited to start talking about these games. Nick, so what do you got? Yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, let's get into the biggest upset of the of the week. Now, on our pod on Thursday, my biggest upset was the Bengals over the Steelers. And what do you know? The Bengals won. I mean, the Bengals, they looked great. I, Joe Burrow looks good the first three three games of the season. I mean, he has a, um, a lot of talent around him. Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase looks like the best wide receiver in the draft. And that defense is playing good. But I want to get get into, into the Steelers here. Fans of the Steelers, they should be concerned. Ben looks done. He looks like he's washed up and done. He looks too old. He can't move. The offensive line, still a problem. Deontay Johnson is hurt. Smith-Schuster got hurt. Najee Harris looks like the only one ready to play. 14 catches for Najee Harris. He had a quick stat. He had more catches than all the wide receivers, so that just tells you something. Ben can't throw the ball downfield. He doesn't have time to throw the ball downfield. So I think the Bengals being the Steelers is the biggest upset, but as the year rolls on, I think the Bengals will finish with a better record than the Steelers. I think everyone's thinking of the Steelers early on last year. Oh, they're going to bounce back. They made all these improvements, and I don't think they will. And I think the Bengals are a sleeper team to watch out this year with the way Joe Burrow is playing in his second year. He's only going to get better. Those weapons, those wide receivers are going to be there every week. Jamar Chase is only going to get better. And the defense is much, much improved, and they're protecting Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow gets protected, you see what he can do. So that's my biggest upset of the week. The the Bengals are an interesting team because they don't really have players other than a couple, you know, their rookies and their second-year quarterback that really pop out at you that are atop of the league. They, um, they, they, they're, they're weird. It's hard to explain them, but their rhythm on Sunday compared to the Steelers, it looked like the Steelers were dead in the water. They couldn't get anything going. When they did, either they turn the ball over or they go three and out the next set of downs. The Steelers, I believe – Probably are done. It's again, it's week three, but what else can you take away from this team? That they have to play the Ravens in that division, which I see them not coming close with. The only way I think this team will win any games is solely on Big Ben. To be honest, Big Ben needs to perform. He's it's not asking for much. He doesn't need to win them games. He just needs to control games and not put them put himself and his team in certain situations to get worse, which I think he did a lot. On Sunday, uh, he can't move. Like you said, he can't move. The guy made bad decisions. He couldn't throw the ball more than 15 yards. So I think the Steelers are in trouble for sure. And I would definitely be concerned as well. 
But another team that I think to look out for, well, maybe not to look out for, but that should be a pleasant surprise that a big win on Sunday were the Chargers over the Chiefs. The Chargers over the Chiefs is probably an under, obviously was an underdog. Lots of people didn't see it coming. I don't think anybody really expected the Chargers to go out there in Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. Now, Justin Herbert is playing like the real deal. Justin Herbert is playing like a top 10 quarterback, and it's very exciting to see because a lot of people coming in after this year or after last year, they didn't know what Justin Herbert was. They expected a lot. They didn't come out hot the first week. They played well the second week, and they come in Kansas City and take care of business. He had two, uh, four touchdowns. No turnovers against a good Kansas, a decent Kansas City defense, a good front four for Kansas City, and I think that's just something to take note of. That he can and the Chargers can be scary if they get rolling. Mike Williams seems to be the next dude up. Breakout player, absolutely a breakout player. We've been waiting for it for a couple of years now. He's been in the league what three, four years, so we've been waiting for it. It hasn't happened. He had a great game on Sunday, seven for one twenty-two, two touchdowns. And put that guy alongside Keenan Allen, and that's a scary duo right there. I like Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler is a very shifty player. He's a sneaky player. And the Chargers offense looks good. And I, it's hard to stop that offense when someone else gets stopped, someone else can get rolling. So it's early. It's only week three, but the Chargers definitely look good. So uh, what's your opinion? Yeah, I think what makes that win even more impressive is, at first, it's in Kansas City, a tough place to play. Absolutely. One of the toughest places to play, but – KC's coming off a loss to the Ravens. I, I don't think anybody expected them to lose two in a row. Usually after a loss like that, when you're a favorite, a heavy favorite, one of the best teams in the league, it's going to wake you up a little bit. So then you just want to get to the next game and you want to win. Um, that's what makes it even more impressive right. to me. And I would say Justin Herbert outplayed Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes got picked off twice. That's another thing we can't forget. That Chargers defense is good, getting Derwin James back, Joey Bosa pressure all day on Patrick Mahomes. And that was probably Patrick Mahomes' worst game he's played. Well, definitely his worst game he's played all year. If you take away the Super Bowl game against Tom Brady and the Bucs, that's his worst game he's played in a while. He just wasn't making good decisions at all. They completely shut down Tyree Kill. Um, I think that's that's definitely one of the most impressive wins of the week. And Justin Herbert is – He's going to be a top-five quarterback in our league before we know it, and that team is definitely rolling. But let's get into the worst loss, AJ. Let me let me hear your worst loss of the week. Uh, my worst loss, I think, undoubtedly, is Seattle. Not only because their expectations are very high, but they're now 1-2. They're 1-2 in a very good division where you can't fall behind at all. You start falling behind, that division is going to get away from you very quickly. Seattle's given... He, they've started each of their games pretty hot. They've had leads. They had a 10-point lead going into this game. They had a 13-point lead going into the game the last week against the Tennessee Titans, I believe was the last week. Was that the Titans game last week? Yes. Yes, the Titans game last t- week. When Tennessee won in when De- Yes, Derrick Henry decided to over. take over the entire team. But I think Seattle – they can't get it done in the second half right now, and that's scary because it, it, a lot of teams start off hot. Good teams stay hot, stay on the gas pedal. K 
can make middle game adjustments and improve throughout the rest of the game, third quarter, fourth quarter. That's how you finish games. Good teams finish games. They're not doing it. And it's scary to see because Russell Wilson, for as good as he is, didn't hurt the team on any on yesterday. I don't think necessarily any player hurt the team. I think coaching-wise, Pete Carroll did not coach well. He got outcoached completely by Mike Zimmer last week. I believe, let's see, where was it? It was 17-7 in the second quarter with five minutes to go. And somehow, before half, the Vikings go and get a touchdown, a field goal in five minutes. The lead swallowed away. They don't score another point for the rest of the game. They had no drive over five plays for the entire second half. That can't happen. You're never going to win a game having five play drives through two quarters. And Minnesota had three scoring drives. The first three drives of the second half, all 10-plus plays, that resulted field goal, field goal, field goal. Now, that's a good job of the defense to bend, not break, to give your offense a shot, but the offense didn't execute. That could be more of a testament to a good Minnesota defense. But I think Seattle has to now look in a mirror and self-reflect and say, what are we doing? They've had leads. These are teams they, they can beat. I think Minnesota is a good team. I think Seattle should be better than them. I think Seattle should be better than the Titans. And they lose both those games. So it's tough to see that. I think in that division, you can't lose ground, especially with the Cardinals. The Rams were both 3-0. San Fran's 2-1. And Seattle now 1-2. So it's scary. I I, want to hear your opinion and what you think is another bad loss. I think what makes this loss even worse for Seattle is Minnesota is missing their best player. Dablin Cook didn't even play. Alexander Madison's a good backup, but he's not Dalvin Cook. And you put up 17 points against a Minnesota defense that they're not they're not the, the best. They they lost to the Bengals and they lost to to the Cardinals. We all know how good the Cardinals are, but it's not definitely not a top ten defense. No. Um and Seattle they're known for their offense. They're not known for their defense. So putting up 17 points against a Minnesota team, an average Minnesota team that was 0-2, though, we can't forget they were 0-2, is not a good look for Seattle. And in that division, you can't afford to lose games like this when you have to play the Cardinals, you have to play the Niners. You, you, you can't afford to lose these kind of games. But – I think the 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 worst loss of the week had to be the Giants. Again, Ooh. I talked about them on Thursday. This this was a must win for them against a a bad Falcons team that gave up 42 points the week before and 32 32 points I believe the first week and the Giants put up 14 points. Now, Sterling Shepard got hurt, Darius Slayton got hurt. I get it. But 14 points, you still have Kenny Galladay, you still have Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram is getting booed every time he comes onto the field. He he jogs off the field, fans are cheering. He fumbles. Um, 14 points against that team is is not going to cut it. Once again, they're 0-3. I believe it's like the third or fourth consecutive year they're 0-3. Their defense has been bad all year. They actually slowed down a pretty good offense with the Falcons that put up a lot of numbers against the Bucs the week before, and the Bucs are supposed to have a, a great defense. So the defense wasn't the problem yesterday. The The play calling 
like I've been saying about Jason Garrett, he needs to go. He sh- if it was up to me, he'd be fired this morning. They threw one deep ball. Daniel Jones' strengths are throwing the deep ball, his accuracy throwing the deep ball. They threw one in the first drive of the game. They connected on it to C.J. Board. And then no QB runs. They had one QB run for a two-point conversion, which Daniel Jones converted. A.J. can can attest to this. Everyone who watched that Thursday night game of the Giants versus the Washington football team, you saw Daniel Jones running up and down the field on these QB runs. All over the field. These QB options. And Jason Garrett does not call one QB run for Daniel Jones, who I might add is third in leading the league for QBs in rushing behind Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. So, and he has a better arm. So you don't even bring up the QB run or sprinkle it in there or a read option. It, it, it doesn't make sense to play calling to me at all. Saquon Barkley doesn't look himself still yet. That will come as the season goes on, but it's just not good for the Giants right now. I mean, Daniel Jones has been playing good. He played another decent game yesterday. Nothing spectacular, but he doesn't hurt. he didn't hurt you. He doesn't have any interceptions this year. It's just, it's sad, but I, I don't I don't really know where they go from here. Joe Judge came out today saying that he's not going to fire Jason Garrett. They're going to fix it, but it, it, it it's the play calling to me. He has to go, and this team, this team isn't going to turn around on offense unless, unless the play calling gets better. And this has been a problem for a couple years now. And this will be the last time I'm talking about the Giants until they, they want to fix this because, you know, they don't deserve the spotlight on this podcast. So, yeah, that was my biggest disappointment. Um, so, since, you, since you're a Giants fan, do you see with currently with the, say, with the injury bug that goes around the Giants, it seemingly, especially Sterling Shepard, year after year, that – these guys can get better and at their full potential can actually do anything offensively this year, or is it going to be the same, not using players, to their strengths, not, you know, using your speedy wide receivers and, and getting them the ball early and making them do stuff in space. Yes. Or is it just going to be the same old, I don't know, pound the rock with Saquon and with a bad offensive line every and single time. Yeah. That's the, that's a good question. I, I don't think it's going to change until you get rid of Jason Garrett and you make some changes on the offensive side of the ball like that. I mean, the the wide receivers are averaging, I believe, like 1.9 yards of separation, which is lo- one of the lowest in the league. That's not very good. Now you have Kenny Galladay, a bona fide number one wide receiver. Everyone agrees he's a, he's a solid number one wide receiver. Sterling Shepard is one of the better slot wide receivers in the league. Evan Ingram should be able to outrun linebackers. That's what he was known for. Darius Slayton is a, is a decent deep threat. How are these guys only getting that many yards of separation? That's because the offensive play calling, whatever scheme they're running or whatever plays they're calling, they're not putting the players in the best situation to succeed. That comes down to the play calling. That, comes, that falls on Jason Garrett. There's only so much you can do. The coaches are supposed to help you out and put you in the right spots. Yes, you have to perform, but if the plays aren't being called, that should be getting called, or the, the scheme's not drawn up, 
to get a guy open or make a throw easier for Jones. It, it, it's just not going to happen. And let's not forget that they drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. He gets two catches. The two catches he's had, he made two guys miss in each catch, and he doesn't touch the ball for the rest of the game. That's on Jason Garrett. Find ways to get him the ball, and and he didn't. So it, it's a disappointment for all Giants fans. I mean, I had a little hope going into the season with them, but it's the same old team, and it's not going to change until Jason Garrett gets gets fired, in my opinion. And Gettleman should be right behind him out the door because he's made a, a lot of false promises to us as well. So that's 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 it for for week three in, re- in review. But there is one more thing I want to touch on. What do we think of the Chiefs here? I mean, starting off at one and two, last place in that division. Should we worry? Should we not worry? I like to hear your. I, I won't. I'm not going to worry. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to worry actually at all. Um, as many people may know, many people might may know, Andy Reid had to actually go to the hospital um, not so long ago, and he was being checked out. So there's a lot going on just mentally for the players. I'm not giving any excuses. There's no excuses. You're football players. That's your head coach. It is what it is. You have to go perform. That's not an excuse. But that's just something to point out. I think the Chiefs will be fine. I think Patrick Mahomes will be fine. He hasn't played great this year. He hasn't played bad, but he hasn't played great. He's making, like you said earlier, tough decisions late. He had a pick very late in that game that hurt them. And I just see the same old Chiefs. I see an explosive offense. Their defensive line is still very good. No one can guard Travis Kelsey unless you don't throw him the ball. Sign Josh Gordon today. You sign Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon can stay on the field. That's a <laughs> that's a legit number three yeah. wide receiver for them, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we should worry yet. I mean, if anything, I think this is just gonna wake them up, make them hungry. Absolutely. Which I think they kind of need because they've been dominating the league for the past two years. So yeah, I don't I don't think that's a big issue. But tonight we got Cowboys Eagles in a NFC East battle. Uh, I know this is your team, AJ. Absolutely. So let's speak on this first. What you got for the keys to the Eagles' victory? Uh, I think the Eagles will make this game close. I don't know if the Eagles will win this football game. I'm still up in the air with them, strictly because their offensive line got a little banged up last week. They don't have Brandon Brooks this week, who have been battling with injuries the last two years. He had an Achilles injury. And he had a shoulder injury the past two seasons. He came back from both, played a couple of games, had to go back in the IL. Now he has a torn pec. It's it's tough because you keep plugging and playing guys. So they're going to have their backup, I believe, Landon Dickerson, who was their round two or round three pick from last year's draft from Alabama, who was a center for Alabama. He's going to probably play right guard. He played right guard last week for them against the Atlanta, not the Atlanta Falcons. The 49ers, and he didn't do too, uh, do too hot. Jalen Hurts was forced to his right a little bit too much. But I think for the Eagles is they need to just get pressure on Dak. As cliche as it sounds, as easy as it sounds to get pressure on a quarterback, Derek Barnett needs to step up because they don't have Brandon Graham either. Brandon Graham's out, which sucks. He's out for the year. Derek Barnett was drafted th- uh, four years ago this year of the Super Bowl in 2017, as their first-round pick, their 14th pick in the first round, and he hasn't really done anything since he's gotten drafted. He's been a role player ever since, and Derek Barnett needs to step up. 
him and Josh Sweat, who I really like, and they're both explosive players, both on the outside, and get off the edge. Especially now, with Lowell Collins being suspended for the Cowboys, they're going to have a backup right tackle in there tonight. And they should be able to make some type of plays to help this defense over the top. Because if we're going to talk about weapons, the Cowboys have weapons. Zeke, Tony Pollard, both weapons in their own rights. CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper, even Michael Gallup, in a certain extent. They're all very explosive players. I do believe Gallup's out tonight. He is out tonight? Okay, Michael Gallup's out tonight. But they're very explosive players. The Eagles need to get pressure on Dak Prescott, especially from the ends of their line. They also need to stay away from the air attack because last week the air attack got shut down immediately as soon as their starters, uh, I'm sorry, starters on the line got taken out of the game. Jalen Hurts had 50 yards passing between the third and the fourth quarter of that game last week, which is not good. The Eagles can use Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell because they're both explosive players. They both have a role in this team and get them the ball early, get them in space. I don't think the Cowboys defensive line is as good as people say. It's not as good as they were before. And they're missing the, Dexter Lawrence. They're missing that's, Dexter Lawrence. That's, that's huge for them. Best best defensive player, in my opinion. Exactly. And I think the Eagles have a chance only for that reason. They need to pound the rock because they haven't done it in years past. They've done it a little bit last week. They played a lot of catch-up last week. Couldn't get anything done. If they can pound the rock, get pressure on Dak Prescott, and finish their drives, which is a big emphasis for the Eagles, is finishing their drives because they left multiple points last week on the board opportunities between a Jalen Rager touchdown that got taken away because he stepped out of bounds, which cannot happen. A 91-yard pass play that you score zero points off, that cannot happen. A, a blocked field goal, that cannot happen. If the Eagles, which can get points on this Cowboys defense, they don't have much in the secondary, they can score. They need to execute. Execute the red zone, which is something they didn't do again. Last week, they did it. I think they were 102 for two against the Falcons in week one, but that Falcons defense also not very good. So I think the Eagles will score points. I don't know how many. They'll move the ball. They just have to finish their drives. If they yeah, finish yeah. their drives, I'm uh, I'm excited for this NFC for the game tonight. It's always a battle. Can we get a score prediction out of you here? We... A score prediction. Let's see. You uh, taking the Eagles or or I, you believing it, in your team or here's the thing the the, the money letter the, sorry the spread on this game is plus is, is three so the Eagles right now are a slate underdog plus three versus the Cowboys and I, uh, it's tough I have to make a pick and in Dallas I don't like the Cowboys I think they suck Dallas sucks every year so I'm gonna go with my prediction I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'll say 23-20. I'll say 23-20 birds. NFC East games, everyone knows they, they, they're always close. It's always a grind, no matter how good a team is, no matter how bad a team is. NFC East games always find a way to be close somehow. It is in Dallas, um, so Eagles don't have those those crazy fans behind them. But I do think it's going to be a close game. But I'm going to take the Cowboys, and I'm going to – the keys for the Cowboys, in my opinion, it's nothing on the offense. Everyone knows how explosive their offense is, how Dak he looks he looks excellent. Zeke Pollard to break out this year. He's always been good, but he's breaking out this year. You still got Cooper, you still have Lamb, even though you're missing Gallup. So I don't none of my keys are gonna involve the offense, but the, it's gonna be the defense. I think the first key for the Cowboys to win 
is containing Jalen Hurts. Even if you're not creating pressure, contain him in the pocket. He likes to run to his right and either take off or throw the ball because he's right-handed. So I think it's important to keep him in the pocket, not let him leave the pocket, take his legs away from him, make him throw the ball. He's still an unproven thrower, I would say, in my opinion. It's still early on in his career. So I say make him throw the ball. And then to piggyback off that, the second key would be Micah Parsons rushing the passer. He's going to be lining up on that left side. So that left side is when Jalen Hurts would be running to his right side. So it's important for him to keep his contain if he can't get any pressure on Jalen Hurts and not let him get out of the pocket because that's where that's where he succeeds when he gets out of the pocket to his right side. And then Trayvon Diggs, the rookie uh, second-year quarterback, cornerback out of um, – I think he was Alabama. Alabama, yeah, Alabama. Uh, Stefan Diggs' brother. I think he has had a great year so far, and I'm going to really be watching the him covering Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is definitely the Eagles' best wide receiver, I would say, even though it's early on in his career. I think he could do the most. Uh, he's a big wide receiver, so I, I think that's a key for the Cowboys in stopping Hurts. I think Hurts is going to lean on Smith a little bit, and be looking for him a lot. So I think that that is a very important matchup. And I think whoever wins that matchup will come out and win the game, in my opinion. But I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Like I said, it's going to be a, definitely a close game. NFC East games are always very close. It's always a battle. And I'm going to say definitely a low-scoring game. I also agree on that. I'm going to take Cowboys 24-17 over the Eagles. Wrong. But But – but definitely going to be a good game tonight. But, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up for us to, today. You want to add anything, AJ? No, I don't want to add anything really too much. I don't got really anything to say other than uh, Cowboys suck. I don't I, I don't like your prediction. That's a seven-point win. That's that's a large win for the Cowboys. In, if it was in Philly, I'd say it's a little closer. But being in Dallas, that's it's okay. also Dallas's first game of the season. So I think it's going to be like, true. Good point. That is a close game. Point. It doesn't matter to me who wins. I'll be watching as a fan, but I don't really care who wins. The Giants are already out of out of the division race in September. I mean, it is, it is the NFC East. You never know. Already out of the race in September. The Cowboys look good so far. The Eagles looked okay. They look better than I thought. But I think at the end of the day, that offense will be too much for that defense. But yeah, it should be a good game. We'll be watching. But appreciate you guys watching, and we'll see you later on in the week. Thank you. Peace out.